Georgia is among the top 11 states when it comes to prescription drug overdose deaths. President Trump declared the opioid crisis a national public health emergency in 2017. And earlier this year, state agencies received nearly $10 million in federal funding to expand access to medication-assisted treatment for opioid addiction and overdose. And while federal funding could help make a dent in adult dependency, Sesame Street aims to support children affected by parental addiction. Sesame Workshop, the nonprofit educational organization behind Sesame Street, recently not launched the initiative. Jeanette Betancourt is Sesame Workshop's senior vice president of U.S. Social Impact. She joins me on the line from New York City to talk about the new initiative that includes a new Muppet. Jeanette, hello. So glad that we've got you. But I want to talk about this. This is a, a fascinating subject. I know that this is Sesame Street has introduced various different characters through the years that have helped kids deal with, you know, homelessness, uh, more recently incarceration. But this is about the opioid addiction and the uh, the opioid crisis, rather, and some of the kids that have fallen by the wayside. Looking here at data, one in three children entered foster care in 2017 because of parental drug abuse. This is the first time the show has ever addressed addiction. How did this idea develop at Sesame Workshop? Exactly because of the points you indicated, there are so many children, close to 6 million children under the age of 11 being impacted by parental addiction. And at the same time, we found that there were very little resources for young children explaining what was happening to their parent and also providing a sense of comfort and also indicating that they're not alone. Can you give us a little more backstory on this character, Carly? Who is she? Oh, yes. So Carly is a wonderful little girl. She's six and a half years old, and she lives near Sesame Street. And the way her her story began is that we, in May, launched her and her character from the point of view that she was in foster care, and she was with her foster parents, Clem and Dahlia, and we really indicated the focus on foster care and, again, gave guidance on explaining what foster care is. But most recently in October, we described and we extended her story on why she was placed in foster care, and it was due to her mother's uh, addiction. Her mommy is in recovery, and we explained, again, that transition into parental addiction and her background and her story Mm. as a result. Now, the episode with Carly did not air on the Sesame Street television show itself. It is online, however. Why did you make that decision to to air it online? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a long history through Sesame Street of always addressing tough topics. So from our very beginning, we have addressed the death of Mr. Hooper. We've addressed emergencies uh, such as hurricanes. But at the same time, when we began Sesame Street, we also had a very, very strong belief that we needed to not only be on programming, but engage in community engagement. In other words, go into communities. So what we do is both. We have our programming, and then for these tougher topics, we have an initiative and a model called Sesame Street and Communities, where it brings resources on the ground with national and local partners 
to integrate these resources effectively with providers who are servicing vulnerable families. So this is a continuation of the many topics we've addressed, whether it's divorce, incarceration of a parent, family homelessness, foster care, and now parental addiction. So walk me through the process your team goes through in choosing which issues to tackle. Oh, it's a very it's it's embedded in our core from the very beginning. We know that when we choose topics, we need to learn about those topics and we go through several stages. One, we start to highlight what is the presence in media and also in in the literature of that topic, meaning is there research behind it? What are the demographics, particularly what is the impact on young children? And if it is something where we find there is significant impact, as with parental addiction with 6 million children, we then go into a different stage and hold what we call a key advisory. And there we bring experts from different perspectives who are not only informed about this topic, but also engaged in providing services. Yes, so so they're the people who might be talking to children directly. Absolutely. Children and families directly. It's not just the academic knowledge. It is the -the on-the-ground knowledge. And from that, we create what we call a curriculum or content framework and an implementation map, meaning we're learning what are the key points, what do we need to say to grown-ups, what do we need to say to young children, what do we need to say to those servicing them, and how do we integrate it into the many organizations and systems servicing children. And then we do lots of research. We create prototypes of these resources and test them out with different providers in different organizations, whether they're educators, health providers, social workers, child welfare, um, and then also parents and children experiencing this this topic or this issue. Well, and, and then we create it. <laughs> and, and you create it. And, and so I'm questioning how you figure out how the Muppets should look and sound and gender. Yeah. I mean, all of those decisions must be very, very intentional. It is very intentional. So we do make decisions on what is the characteristics we want of this wonderful, in this case, Carly, as a Muppet. We want to get the perspective of a child really in this situation, but also one that's showing resilience. So we look at her coloring, we look at her fur type, you look at, you know, her voicing, and then also who does the Muppeteering. So it really allows us to create and reflect what we see are generally children in these kinds of situations. Okay, I want to go through because this, these subjects, they're difficult, and they, they start dialogue between parents and caregivers and children. Here is one. This is about Elmo's dad, Louie, explaining to him what addiction is. How come Carly's mommy had to go away? Oh, well, son, uh, Carly's mommy has a kind of sickness, and she had to get some help. Sickness? Oh, no, it's not that kind of sickness. Carly's mommy has a disease called addiction. Addiction makes people feel like they need a grown-up drink called alcohol or another kind of drug to feel okay. That can make a person act strange in ways they can't control. So there you go, uh, Louie, 
Elmo's dad explaining to him the nature of addiction. And this this takes away any sort of morality. This is not good or bad parent, but framing it as a sickness. So is that some kind of feedback that you got from the experts that you're working with on the ground? Oh, it was not only experts, but again, families themselves, yeah. whether they were directly impacted or those that were caregivers. Um, it is, again, a sickness. It's something that we need to address as it needs recovery. It needs a, a way to help in that sickness. And in this way, it's also reducing the stigma that we often associate with with addiction. And we wanted that to be clear, not only for grown-ups, but for children as well. This month marks the 50th anniversary since Sesame Street first aired, uh, and its viewers have watched the show adapt to contemporary life in, in various different ways. Why do you think the show still resonates so deeply with people even decades after it first aired? Oh, because we are always listening, just as we described the process that we engage in with tough topics. That's what we do with all our programming. We're always listening and looking to how young children are learning, how their social emotional growth, their physical, uh, and their readiness for school. And that is what Sesame does. But at the same time, we're also current because we engage the adults. We're very aware of what is currently out there in media for, for adults as well who are parents. And we design our programming in that way. Especially now, it's going to be very exciting because November 9th, we will be celebrating and releasing a wonderful, wonderful new program on both HBO and PBS. Uh, it is a celebration, an anniversary celebration and special, uh, really bringing what we just described, uh, reminiscent of new versions of our songs, uh, as well as celebrities and some fun skits that are happening with our Muppets. Happy anniversary to Sesame Street. Jeanette Betancourt, thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Jeanette is Sesame Workshop Senior Vice President of U.S. Social Impact. As you mentioned, Sesame Workshop partnered with GPB along with a select few other PBS stations to commemorate the 50th anniversary. It's part of an initiative for rural and underserved communities. Well, of course, we know what we're living you with, but this is from the NPR Tiny Desk Concert. We'll be back with more of On Second Thought in just a minute.